Hi, everybody. Today we have Nina on with us. I'm looking forward to our talk. With that said, Nina, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, uh, Tony. I've been waiting for this day. I'm super pumped. Me too. Me too. I, I think uh, I appreciate you, you know, coming on here with the energy and I can't wait for the audience to experience that with us as well. So with that said, give us your one word open. Uh, I mean, uh, how I'm feeling today? I'm feeling yes, uh, right now. Use one right word now. to tell us yeah, how you're feeling right now as we open this, this, this sock. Yeah, I'm feeling super excited and uh, I look forward to sharing my story and uh, really having a chat with you. So very, very excited, Tony. Excellent. Perfect. Let's go right into you. So let's, if you could take three to five minutes, tell us your background, tell us your journey and how you've, you've ended up at your, you know, you started your company now, um, you know, talk about the inception, your aha moment, uh, you know, what you do as a company, who you help. And then also where you're going. So I know it's a lot right there, but it, it, you know, take us you know three to five minutes just to bring the audience up to speed. So go right ahead. Sure thing, Tony. Thanks for that. Um, I I will. I I come from India. I was born in India. I was raised. Um, you know, my, my dad was an army doctor, so very very disciplined life. Um, studied to be an electronics engineer, absolutely loved physics and mathematics. So I was kind of a wild card in my classroom. So, um, and uh, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but typical uh, mindset, you've studied engineering, let's go join a big company. I joined ICL. I don't get me wrong. I just absolutely loved it. But I just, I just wanted to create my own story rather than follow a story or follow a job description. Um, and uh, it, it was in, in 97 that I started my first company, um, literally in the garage. Uh, I told my husband, get your car out. Uh, there were literally petrol marks on the, on, the, on the floor. I didn't care. I was so excited that my, my office was ready. And uh, that's how I really started my entrepreneur journey. I, I had literally just $1,000 of uh, savings. Uh, I spent 800 on buying a computer, 200 to get my first Motorola mobile phone, and there, there I was. So uh, that's how my entrepreneur journey started. And uh, I, I just knew one thing. I mean, I had no clients. I had nothing. I knew I could count on myself. And uh, I said, I've got the biggest asset with me. So that's how I started. It was a traditional HR consulting company, executive search started off in, in, in a small town called Noida, which is just outside New Delhi, expanded it to Europe, uh, expanded it to the UK, um, moved my headquarters to Singapore in 2005, um, set up an office in North America, Canada, and, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, when I look back, um, it, it, it was absolutely a fabulous, fabulous journey. Um, it was around 2016, 2017, you know, with the advent of uh, data science and AI, uh, the engineer in me started to get a little excited about the proposition of pivoting to future of work and future of hiring. Um, and a few things spoke to me very loud and clear. Um, you know, what I really felt in the 15 years that I, of running a traditional HR company was the level of subjectivity and the bias in hiring. Um, and, and that kind of really spoke to me and I felt there was an opportunity here to, 
to really disrupt the way hiring is being done to make it more objective, make it more equitable. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not just about equal opportunities. It's also about making it equitable um, and uh, making it objective. And, 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 and that's exactly what we set out Zopa to do. So we set up Zopa in 2017 uh, with a tagline, uh, objectivity in hiring and selections. So um, what, what our platform, it's a software as a service platform. It's, uh, it uses artificial intelligence intelligence, machine learning, and all the modern deep tech tools uh, to make uh, selections unbiased and objective. So whether it is hiring or whether it is uh, college admissions, um, whether it is awarding scholarships or whether it is about um, getting interns or graduates. Uh, so any kind of selection, uh, if you, you know, and of course the biggest use case for us at the moment is hiring. Uh, but um, yeah, so, so super excited. It's now been, this is our, three and a half years now since we launched. Uh, we went live in 2019. Uh, we've all already had a massive growth. So we kind of grew from um, 500,000 uh, in the very first year of, uh, of, of starting to 2000, two, two and a half million. So massive growth from there. And uh, we are looking to grow another 500% uh, this year. So. So that's, that's been the journey, Tony, and it's been super, super great because not only is it about just the numbers and um, revenues, and of course it has to make, make sense uh, and it has to be viable, but the mission behind the platform, you know, we are still solving a hiring problem, but solving a bigger problem of equitable hiring um, and re removing biases, which I feel is, is very rewarding, uh, both for us and the clients. Wow, that is really incredible, and I love your story. <laughs> it's so inspirational. Um, you know, thousand dollars to you know a seven-figure company. Now, did you envision this happening? Did you visualize it? Did you know what's going to happen, or was it purely luck or coincidence, or what was it? <laughs> I realize you are limited to your own thinking, right? So, um, you know, uh, where. I mean, I think I think when I started, I wasn't really thinking that big, um, and but the success, uh, you know, kind of uh, gives you confidence, right? Um, so you know, success speaks for itself. So that really kind of built the confidence. And I think there was a time when I kind of started to kind of go beyond what we could imagine um and that's where i felt was was the real difference you know disrupting something very human like like selections uh with ai again is beyond boundaries so that that kind of totally excited me and i said that unless it is unimaginable um it's not it's not going to be worth it right <laughs> absolutely that's, that's such a wonderful story like i was saying um let's talk about some wins i know you have a lot of wins on the board at your organization, I would love to hear a recent one that you, you know, put on the board, so to speak, and tell us your takeaway from it. Um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, when when uh, just before COVID, uh, we were we were super excited about the year ahead. We didn't know what COVID would have. Uh, you know, the disruption it would have caused. Um, but uh, in spite of all of that, uh, we, we had an incredible year. Uh, and I think what really was interesting was um, before COVID, we, we had to explain uh, to companies about what AI is and how it can help. Um, but come COVID, uh, digitalization was just 
kind of accelerated uh, three to five years. Um, so, so one of the most recent wins, um, let me see. I mean, yeah, um, um, Singapore government is one of our uh, very recent wins. Uh, the national portal um, of Singapore, uh, which is uh, which is from the Ministry of Manpower, uh, they have uh, you know deployed our algorithms and AI uh, to make hiring equitable, objective, and and speedy and efficient. You know, so not just about uh, um, saving time and money, but also about bringing the intelligence and, and uh, you know, the equitability uh, in, in, in hiring. Um, that, that's a big one because literally we process, I think the, the, the platform processes more than 50,000 applications a day, um, 20,000 open jobs at any point of time. And, you know, it's, it's like at a mega, mega scale and it's just so exciting to see the impact we are making with that. So uh, truly excited. Awesome. Let's talk about failures. So if you could share with the audience a recent failure that you encountered in your business and how did you get through it? Tell us how you, you know, how it happened at a high level and then how did you get through it? <laughs> There's so many failures, Tony. Oh my God. Let me, let me take my favorite one. Uh, let me think. Um, uh, I mean, failure is a very strong word, right? I mean, uh, it's always, it's always kind of um, this, this, um, I would say this challenge or, or uh, something I was not really delighted about. And I think, uh, let me think, uh, probably I think, uh, oh, this is a difficult one. I, I can think of so many, Tony, so bear with me. Uh, let me just uh, pick up one. Uh, we could come back to it. Yeah, um, I know. I just got one, and and I think this is this is kind of will resonate with a lot of entrepreneur uh, colleagues of mine, uh, and it was the uh, the fiscal control, right? Like you know, so you as an entrepreneur focus on business growth numbers, um, and I think uh, what we did not focus on was the financial controlling, um, and uh, uh, so things like um, you know uh, where we are spending, where uh, where is a dollar best spent. And where um, I, I wish on, on hindsight that I would have hired a financial controller sooner than later. So I don't know if you can call that a failure, but but there are so many such examples, you know, where on hindsight, I feel I wish I had done this uh, and it, it would make life a bit better. No, that's a really good uh, story that you shared. And, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs listening right now, they're going to walk away with that. They go, oh, that's, that's a really good tip because, you know, if they're controlling the finances, you know, what is that taking them away from? Correct. Exactly. So let's talk about thought leadership. I would love to hear your point of view on thought leadership and what, you know, what are top three things that make somebody a great thought leader in your point of view? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can, I can kind of share with you what, of course, it's all my thoughts. Um, and uh, uh, I feel uh, being a empathetic a uh, leader is perhaps one of the most important things in managing uh, a good workforce. Um, I've, re you know, uh, uh, having that faith in your team and the trust uh, should be all given. So I think uh, really kind of nurturing um, and, and COVID has really taught this to us that a chief executive officer is no longer a CEO, uh, is a chief empathy officer, right? Like, so um, I think I think empathy uh, in the way you deal with, with your colleagues, with your uh, team uh, and your clients, um, you know, making sure 
that you're putting their pain um, in the forefront and you're solving the problem. So whether it is an employee problem or whether it is a client problem, um, I think that empathy level for me is, is huge. And I get super excited uh, when somebody comes back and says, wow, uh, you know, this really made an impact. Uh, so for me, that that's like worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So um, I think that for me is number one. And if uh, you you get what you give, um, and I've seen that really working well. Um, secondly, respect um, and uh, respect, respect for people around you, respect for your business, respect for the property, respect for your investors. Uh, just just keeping everything um, in perspective and putting putting the company you know um, interest of the company and interest of the investors or interest of the employees forefront uh, ahead of your own interests I feel is just very vital uh, for for the growth of the company and for for long term sustenance. Um, and then finally, I mean, you know, uh, we stand, we, uh, you know, for me, um, equitable hiring, equal opportunities, um, removing of bias, whether it is gender or ethnicity or uh, religion or what, you know, uh, is, is just very key. Um, uh, I mean, I, I was always inspired to kind of solve that problem and probably because of my own uh, kind of experiences as, as I grew as, an, as a professional and through my work life, um, I, I just feel very strongly about, uh, about the cause of, uh, you know, objectivity and, and equal opportunities for everyone. 100%. That was awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. <laughs> My pleasure, Tony. Great. Let's talk about company culture. So, again, love to hear your point of view on, you know, top three things that help a company have an amazing culture. Um, I think the first thing would be if, if you can get your team to have the ownership uh, and the sense of belonging um, in the company where you, they feel like part owners. Uh, I think that's a huge job done. Um, so really making uh, making your employees feel uh, that you know you're in a startup for a reason. Uh, you're because you're not there just for doing a job. You're there because you're making an impact. You're making you're, you're really making a difference. Um, I that that is a very important ingredient for the right culture. And and I hope we've got that. Um, you know we we've got people who who are amazingly committed. And I'm just so blessed with the team. Um, so, um, uh, sense of belonging, sense you know, sense of entrepreneurship and ownership and accountability. Um, you know, again, I would again put respect. Uh, so that's a, that's a huge value in our company. And whenever you enter any of our offices, our five key values are always displayed, and respect is number one. So respect for everything, respect for your colleagues, for your uh, interns, your clients, for who, whoever you 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 deal with. Um, really, you know that sense of respect. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, work-life balance is just so important. And uh, we've all learned how important it is to be happy at, at home um, so that we can do a great job at work and vice versa. So uh, I, I would say I would pick those three things, Tony. Very nice. I know our audience right now has been listening. They're holding on to each word you're saying because you provided so much great value from your story to how you help organizations today and how you came out of COVID with growth, which was amazing. Um, so now is the opportunity for you to give out your website address. So if you can give out your website address and your social handles in case the audience wanted to find out more information, let them know how to do that. 
Uh, amazing. So uh, the first thing first, I mean, if you Google Zopa, which is x0pa.com, um, uh, and uh, that should just, that should bring out a lot of uh, search results on us, but uh, www.x0pazopa.com. And uh, uh, we are on LinkedIn, we are on Twitter, um, and please check us out and uh, feel free to reach out to me at info at zopa.com. Great. Here we are at the end. It's time for the one word close. And please share with us, you know, once you tell us the one word close, share with us why you're choosing to sign off with this word. Impact. Um, you know, I think impact is the biggest thing. The difference uh, an impact makes to your life, the impact that you're making on others um, is everything that your happiness levels depends upon. So for me, I think impact would be that word, Tony. <laughs> There you have it, folks. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it and look forward to having future conversations with you back on, up here. It was my pleasure. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Tony. Thank you so much for having me.